Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. My name is Rob Hames. Today's program is called The Love of God. Let's turn to John chapter 3, verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one begotten of the Father, his only begotten Son. And Jesus loved us so much, and he loved the Father, and he obeyed the Father, and he went to the cross for our sins. The Bible says God made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf. On the cross, Jesus became sin. He became sin. All the sin of the human race was laid upon him. All the suffering, all the evil was laid on him. He bore it on his own body. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. That is love that God gave his son. God gave his son. He gave, he loved us so much that he gave his son who never did anything wrong. He was crucified for our sins. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, the Father raised him from the dead, justified from all sin, and justified us who will repent of our sins and come to him with all our heart, repent and turn to Jesus with all our heart, confessing our sins, repenting of our sins. He will forgive us and he will cleanse us and he will sanctify us and we will be baptized into his death, his burial and his resurrection through water baptism, raised with him, justified, just as though we've never sinned. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Son of God loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Thank you, Lord. We need a real revelation of the love of God. Self-love is the opposite of the love of God. Self-love will destroy us and everyone around us. The love of God gives life. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life, eternal life, and that you might have it more abundantly. It comes from God to us and brings life into us and everyone around us. God loves us and chooses us and draws us to Jesus. When we come to Jesus, he saves us and washes us and causes us to be born again in him.
and he in us. Then he begins to teach us and reprove us and walk us in righteous paths as we continue in him. It is his great love for us that he does this to correct us, purify us, and prepare us. If we will stay with him and keep his words, to spend eternity with him and with the Father. It is the love of God that causes us to continue with him. The only way you can stay faithful to him unto the end is in his love and mercy and grace. God's graciousness. God loved us and gave his son. We love him because he first loved us. His correction and instruction is not to condemn us, but to deliver us out of darkness into his marvelous light, out of the dominion of Satan into the kingdom of God, out of the lies into the truth, out of the bondage and misery of sin into the glorious liberty of the children of God, to make us sons and daughters of the living God, to inherit eternal life and all things in him. He loved us and ransomed us with his own blood from the dominion of the devil and our own destructions to become his servants and to overcome with him and reign with him forever. It is the Father's love to make us his children through the sacrifice of his only begotten beloved son, Jesus. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. Let's go to chapter 3, 1 John three fourteen. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. Verse 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He said, You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. The word of God will cleanse you of that old self-love that blocks his love from flowing through you. 
it will not accommodate it. God has things for you to give to others, good deeds and words of comfort and edification. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abides faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Be honest with yourself and God. Come to Him and confess your hatred, your selfishness, your contempt for others, and your unforgiveness. And ask Him to cleanse you and put His love in your heart by His Spirit for Him and for other people. Then follow Him as He leads you in righteous paths to break you and cleanse you and teach you His ways and keep following Him until you see His face. Don't give up. Don't let go of Him until He blesses you, until you see His glory. Let's go to 1 John 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whosoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. 
Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation or the atonement for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. As I said earlier, we need a revelation of God's love, that God so loved us that he gave his blessed son Jesus, who never, though he was tempted like us in every way, he never sinned, and he willingly went to the cross to pay for all of our sins with his own life, his own blood. He loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So we ought also to lay down our lives for one another, to really love one another, in deed and in truth. Let's turn to Romans 8, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written. For your sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord.